1: marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving we do just that learn more at marines.com get in the know non-stop vikings talk it's purple daily on score north and scorenorth.com purple daily presented by surly brewing company it's kind of feel
0: like a microcosm of the entire season encapsulated in two halves I don't know so much
2: about the two halves. Um, You know, last week was kind of like this. You know, we didn't play good in the first half, and we played pretty good in the second half. It came down last play, and we lost – I Don't know. I you know, I'm trying to
0: I keep trying to teach these guys How to finish we talk about it all the time being detailed about your job being detailed and I do think there was some Especially
2: in the first half guys were detailed about everything. They played with a lot of energy Um, You know, I guess we haven't really been in a game where we've been up by so much and and You know, I was still trying to be aggressive with with everything really that we were doing, and we didn't, uh, you know, we didn't execute as well.
1: There it is. That is the joyous demeanor of a winning football coach. Right there.
2: He won. He won the game. I don't know. I keep telling you guys how how we should do our show. Don't, I mean, why don't you guys listen? listen. Don't listen. Why don't you guys, I mean, you guys don't listen to me. I tell you how to do the show every day. next question
1: is that the most depressed you've ever seen a winning football coach watching the vikings oh my gosh yeah yeah it's just weird mm. it's just weird well let's let's get into this so uh, this is a little little bonus comments from youtube episode here on purple daily daily vikings entertainment presented in part by surly brewing company and also TCL TCL is one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They've got new TVs with the most entertainment and stunning resolution at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Um, I was watching that game on a TCL TV here. Well, it wasn't the TV's fault, certainly, that they almost blew <laughs> a 29-point lead. That's a nice TV. Mm-hmm. Nice TV. Don't kill well, the messenger. Bear. Yeah. Mm-mm. All right. We uh we go through on Mackie and Judd on Fridays. We go uh we go deep on Feedback Friday, and then once a week, usually you guys will jump into the YouTube comment section here. So um, let's start with Stone Weight two thousand eighteen. What is with the continued false equivalence between Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins? One is a top ten quarterback, and that's uh, one is a top ten quarterback. That's one of the only reasons that the Vikings have been in every game this season. The other is currently the worst head coach in the NFL, is an absolute <laughs> albatross around the neck of the team, and is a complete detriment and obstacle to the team's success. So that's that's his comment. Is there is that a fair characterization of Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins?
2: Oh my God, that's hilarious. Um no, it's not because it's it's too it's too weighted in an opinion towards one side it's not a fair I mean do I think Mike has done a good job no do I think that Mike has is not even close to being the defensive play schemer and caller that that he used to be yes I think he's lost that uh but to just declare him the worst coach in the entire league come on Urban Myers in this league Mike Zimmer's not the worst coach no um I think that, again, I would urge this guy. So here's my here's my platform, all right? If you're going to look at it that way, strip aside your biases, and I will too, and let's look at the faults in both of these people. So, so I feel like sometimes if you're trying to defend one thing, it's like, well, I'm just going to find the faults in Zimmer. Okay, that's fine. But Kirk has faults too. Uh, do I think that... Mike is the worst coach in the league? Absolutely not. Do I think he's probably fallen into like the bottom third or something? Could certainly discuss that. Do I think that Kirk is a top 10 QB in this league on his best day? Probably, but he's consistently just outside that. Um, There is just, there is so much fault to go around here that I would urge people quit defending anybody because there's no reason to it's not working look for the reasons why if you want this team to do with the Mackey and Judge show and Purple Daily do which is to win a Super Bowl quit trying to defend individuals and think about what's best for the franchise no. that's what I would urge
1: so I I think as recently as maybe three years ago I think Mike Zimmer was a top 10 coach and yeah. I think I think you could have made the case in 2017 with with his vision coming to life defensively and then the, the the way that the offense was doing exactly what it should, that he was like a borderline top five to six coach in the NFL.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, he was he was legit, man. But the, but the league evolves fast. Think about how many different quarterbacks with different skill sets have come in the league. Think about the the offensive evolutions. I mean, Sean McVay wasn't a coach when Sean McVay was. I think just coming in the league as a coach in like what seventeen or something. So like, and then Matt LaFleur's and all these other offensive whiz kids that are coming in. So I think he's probably gone from top seven or eight in a four year span. And he's, I don't think he's top half. Okay. I I don't want to, but he's certainly not the worst coach in the NFL, but he's, but he's definitely closer to like 23rd than he is to fifth. And then Mm -hmm. we can, I don't, we'd have to sort out the list and it's sometimes it's kind of hard to parse it apart. I think it's ludicrous to suggest that Kirk Cousins is one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the NFL. Statistically, yes, he puts up numbers and touchdown to interception and completion percentage. I know PFF has him as like a top five quarterback with their grades, too. But when you start to factor in all of the intangible things that are sometimes don't show up on a stat sheet. Right. And by the way, he has been, especially early in the season, better in late game situations than he had been in the first three years. He's not a foxhole guy, man. He's not a leader. He's not a foxhole guy. He wilts more often than not in primetime games against good opponents. Last night was he was pretty garbage last night and and the rest of the team sort of carried him. So if like if if you watch the rest of the league and Kirk Cousins within the context of like all the other games you see on Red Zone Channel or primetime games If you think that Kirk is the only thing that's preventing the Vikings from being a 3-14 and disaster, I don't know what to tell you. You either don't watch enough football, you don't watch Justin Herbert, you don't watch Tom Brady, some of these other talented guys. You don't watch Kyler Murray or Joe Burrow or Josh Allen. He is not one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the NFL. He's somewhere between 11th and 16th on his best days. Certainly he can pop up, but if every quarterback is playing at their absolute best, he, it is ludicrous to suggest that he's one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the world. Sorry.
2: Yeah. That's perfectly fair. That's perfectly fair. I just I think when a team is as disappointing as the Vikings are, there's no big need to defend certain people. There's just no why? Like like what's the point? The the fun about that debate is if the team is really good and and you're like, I think I think Zimmer is a top 5 coach. No, it's Cousins, he's a top 5 uh, QB, those are the fun debates. What's fun about debating? Like, like we're trying to to split hairs here with ah, it, it's it's so and so's fault. It's so no, it's just everybody's fault. Blame yeah. them all. That's fine. That's cool.
1: uh Dex, what about you? Where are you at with this cousins and Zimmer?
0: I mean, it's over. Uh, that that that's kind of how I look at it. um To go back to the Zimmer top ten coach thing, and then this is where I, I, I voiced this a little bit on vent line of him being the best coach in my lifetime. That twenty seventeen, and even parts twenty eighteen. That was like the only time as a Vikings fan where if the Vikings were on defense and it was third down or if they needed to stop, you actually felt confident they were going to get the stop where during the Tice days, during the Childress days, even that fun run with Brett Favre, you just knew, all right, we're just going to go haymaker to haymaker. Whoever comes out with the last punch will win. Whereas Zimmer in that 2017 season, every time they were on defense was actually fun, right? Like it was like, oh my God, they're, I'm not worried. They have to punt the ball. I'm not worried. They're going to get a stop. And now he hasn't been able to adjust to that. I agree. He's not the worst NFL coach in the league. There's probably a conversation that he's moved into the bottom half for sure. Um, but Kirk, being a top 10 quarterback, I think he's French. I, 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 he's a French top 10 quarterback. The numbers suggest he is a top five quarterback, but he's not to me. He's, he's a fringe top 10 quarterback at best.
1: Uh, Mark Wills on the YouTube comment section. Uh, There's a couple here kind of in in the same vein. I love how all the vent line callers have the same pitiful expression on their faces. The frustration is palpable. And Scott Ash chimes in and says, I've been watching the Vikings since Fran Tarkenton on the Purple People Eaters team. And yet my wife asked me tonight why I wasn't excited about the Vikings playing. And I said, the Vikings have made me apathetic. Judd hit it. They are a collective of joyless human beings. (laughs) JBD 621 says if they had the killer mentality, they could have been up 36 to nothing and could have had Kellen Mond go in and get some game action. He probably wasn't active. He hasn't been all season, by the way. But uh, that's the point. Run up the score and let guys like Mond come in and see how he handles the pressure of a regular season game. Now, again, he wasn't active last night. So if anyone came in, it would have been Sean Mannion. But that's a valid point. You know, they do have the ability To run a score up on someone, and if Kellen Mond was in a position, development wise, to be active as a backup, like maybe you get him some snaps and just kind of see. All right, let's let's drive the car here a little bit and see. So, but you know, they blew the lead, and he wasn't active last night, so it's kind of a moot point.
2: The Vikings are like me when it comes to math. At. Benilde. they're in the remedial math class okay L- like you're t- talking about calculus right like we got a big lead let's increase that lead then we'll bring monday to take some snaps it'll be great to get him experience they are they are in the basic classes that i took which were was i a smart enough kid to be better absolutely my did be. i try no Maybe. i did my i i like I love that note, but that note is assuming a level of proficiency and professionalism that the Vikings simply lack this season. Yeah, like think, think about that. Kellen
1: Mond comes in, huh? He's—I mean—that dude is milk carton status right now. No one has any he idea. Was, There's been no write-ups, no reports. I saw him
2: last night. He's alive and well, which is the good news. But right. yeah, he—he he and Wyatt Davis are both like, what? What happened to you guys? It's amazing, like, man. You, and like,
1: Kellerman like, was, okay? was never supposed to contribute to this year's team. Wyatt Davis was, especially when you start to get injuries uh-huh. and, you know, Bradbury starts to perform poorly and, you know, you're shuffling in some backups here. So they went, um, is, uh, is Brandel, he's one of the backup guards, right? Like they went, they did yeah. a heavy package last night a couple times yes. and, and he was the guy that came off the bench for the heavy package too. So you can't even get in the game in a, in a heavy package mm-hmm. um, or get active. Okay, uh, Final Fantasy says, Judd is such a wine ass. I do like that he has high expectations for the team. I like the fact that he's not just rah-rah, everything is fine, because it's not. Let's try to sneak into the playoffs, et cetera. But my God, even after wins, he's so freaking miserable, they win, and Judd says, most disgusting game ever. They lose. He says the same thing. I think he's mad because they won. He wants them to lose every game.
2: No, that's not true at this point in time. I don't care. And you can't do th- – this isn't basketball. You can't, like, tank games. This is not a league where you can tank games. Um, so, no, I I was I was disgusted by the fact, though, that the Steelers were terrible, that the Vikings, to their credit, put the boot on them, 29 to nothing, and then slowly but surely melted down. Yeah, I, I take no joy in that win. I take no joy in, in a win. You're coming off a loss to Detroit. And you go up by 29 points and it's like, okay, it's go time now. And then you're like, oh, no, no, I take no joy. I am. I'm a wine ass about when I see things that disgust me. And I will remind you that the teams that I complain about when they do play like they should play, I'm enthusiastic. Like why, why are we trying to celebrate these small victories? Again, the wild gives us a tutorial. Look at how miserable four years ago they were collection of, just useless as a collection, so not as individuals, a collection of useless people together. They were a terrible team as far as the room went. They were just good enough not to be bad. Oh, we're not dead yet. You got you slept on us, right? And then guess what? They changed things, and now they're fun, and they're really good. And I think they are a playoff contender. I think they could win a championship. Yes, I said that. Why should I celebrate last night's useless win by, the, by a group that's turned into the 2000, 17 wild because they won like what's this whole thing about well they won you should be happy no i'm not happy i think
1: i I think what's happening here is like i I say this on the show from time to time that there's Mm -hmm. the gap between expectations and reality is where the angst and frustration tends to lie and i think what you're seeing here is the expectations set by the team front office coaches players and by us at the beginning of the year was much higher than where they're currently at and so you're hearing judd and me and declan you know sort of we're angsty over this was the expectation but this is the reality and we're punching in that gap listen if you're a fan and and you recognize that gap but yeah you're just like they want a game and i'm going to enjoy my thursday night and drink a surly and celebrate for a minute without banging my head against the wall that's fine that's fine all right i don't care but if you're wondering why judd gets worked up it's because he's holding this high bar for the vikings above his head and the vikings aren't meeting it and he is frustrated with the lack of uh meeting expectations
2: but this team is underachieving with potential believe me when the minnesota twins were running out those godforsaken pitchers <laughs> last year and they they lost i wasn't that disgusted because i'm like that gentleman tried as hard as he possibly could, and he sort of just sucks. You know what? Yeah. I'm, I'm not disgusted. Um, I feel like it's not fun, but I'm disgusted by groups of people that are complete pretenders. And these Vikings are pretenders because they have the potential to be good, and they showed that last night, and in the same fell swoop, in the same fell, just when I gave them the keys to the car, <laughs> and they're like, okay, and they're driving 55, now they wrapped it around a fence post. Because they were driving ninety
1: five after I trusted them. Yeah, I just they just showed a couple things on yeah. ESPN here. So the Harrison Smith, what an amazing play to knock that ball loose from yeah. Fryermuth. I mean, Fryermuth caught yeah. that ball and Yeah,
2: five percent of mine. He caught
1: the ball, favorite. he got a foot down, and Harrison Smith came in and knocked it away. It was an insane play. Yep. And then the next shot was Kirk yep. Cousins walking with uh with Jeff Anderson, who we've we've known for years, who heads up their PR department. And uh Kirk like so Jeff is like guiding Kirk probably to an interview of some kind, and Kirk looked like they just got beat forty two to ten. The look on his face was just like as downtrodden and and angry as I've seen. It's and with Mike Zimmer's demeanor after the game too, I mean they they wore it like a loss. So it kind of tells you where they think they should be too, right? Like they won the game and they're still like, Yeah, why are we doing this? Why, they wore
2: it like I did. They did. They did. They wore it like Judd. Wear it like Judd.
1: And then you wore that can of surly late into the night last night. You got home at 1.30, 4 oh, o'clock in it. the morning, whatever the hell time. I
2: got done working at three o'clock, and I'm gonna tell <laughs> you right now. I'm gonna tell you right now, at 3 a.m. a guy can use a surly. And especially after a game like that, let's not just say a surly. All surlies are good, but surly furious was appropriate. That's right. Surly furious got me through that morning because I needed something to take the edge off and ironically a beer named furious calm me down so i could go to sleep you too you too should go to your liquor store today before the snow flies before the flakes fly too much and stock up on surly for the weekend big uh big weekend of football still plenty of football to watch on sunday even though the vikings aren't playing surly furious um and as always Show us your cans at Jay Zolgad on Twitter. I appreciate Show all the people who did that.
1: Your cans. Last night. I got a
2: lot of good I got a lot of good pictures last night. A lot of tall boys. Cans at the stadium. Oh yeah. Tall boys at the me a stadium from that. Yeah, you know what? It's good you, value. me. And Scoggins too. Scoggins yeah. loves the tall boys. Mm. It's really true.
1: Uh, okay, Kevin Fessler here. YouTube comment section. The Vikings hate to play from ahead, and it shows in every game. <laughs> this game was different because they actually got up big, but once the Steelers got the first touchdown, it was game on. Fall apart. Why? Yeah, you know, why does this team struggle so badly to play with leads?
2: Jack, you take this one.
0: I, pfft, I, it blows my mind. Um, you know, yesterday I think as I as we talked about in the pie chart of of, of praise. I didn't look at what Clinton Kubiak did and was like, it's play calling. They're they're, they're struggling with play calling. Your defense wiltered, dude. Like, I don't know if it's that. I think it might have been more of a Zimmer was not scheming and not calling the right plays defensively. I don't know if that was playing too soft. Um, As much as I I love talking football, like, that's something Alex Boone, I'm sure, could, like, definitely break down with us more or someone who's also just a defensive mind. But it, it just seemed more like Zimmer just played super, super soft. And I think it was more the defense was to blame where earlier this season when they would get into big leads or get have, have a, at least a, a, a nice lead in the first half, Kubiak would wilt and run, 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 nothing, nothing. We're not going to take any shots. The offense, I, I had no problem with the offense in the second half. It was all the defense being completely soft.
1: Yeah. That, well, they just, in general, they just, la- I don't know. They, they just lack the ability to step on someone yep. all across the board. They just, it's a lot of just weak minded Everything across the board. And I and I keep going back to leadership, leadership, leadership. Whose team is this in the most important moments? And it's a game of hot potato. It's it's Kirk, I just work here, guy. It's Zimmer. Well, I mean, the offense isn't my fault. And even after the game, like we played the clip on a couple different episodes the last couple of days, it's Mike Zimmer saying, I keep trying to tell these guys how to close out games. He's like distancing himself from the ownership of it. Well, if 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 what you're telling them isn't landing Either they're just not good enough at their jobs, which, you know, there's some of that, I'm sure, because they've, they're have they playing a lot of backups lately. But if they're not responding to your coaching, then that is your fault as the head coach, not being able to communicate your message. Uh, bad dad joke here on the YouTube comments. says biggest takeaway from last night, something was up with Justin Jefferson. He left a ton of catches on the field and looked defeated at times. A bad night or something to keep an eye on? Hmm. There's a couple yeah there was a couple more like you know kind of I, uh, I was at, moments I
2: was at the stadium so I, it, it's hard I can't see facial reactions so i defer to you guys um a I, couple I mean you should have caught a few but I didn't I didn't pick up on a vibe there but I mean there, there's a there's a bad vibe with the team so it would make sense that it might be affecting him
0: yeah definitely a couple moments yeah okay he he seemed more animated against the lions uh, and that was like just Pure frustration, you know, mm-hmm. not necessarily of, of his individual performance. But yesterday, yeah, I, I, he had he had plays he had to come down on. He yep. absolutely did.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. So, all right, boys. Well, that was an uplifting episode of comments <laughs> from YouTube. Here, yeah, I mean, people are the Vikings are wearing this like a loss. Fans are wearing this like a loss, but it was a win, and they are six and seven. They've got a couple games against the Bears, and then they got the two games against the Rams and the Packers. So. They probably need to go at least two and two, more like three and one if they want to make the playoffs. There's a, there's like seven teams within a game of each other between the sixth seed all the way down to like the 11 in the, in the NFC right now.
2: And with that, when the Vikings are in the eighth seed in the NFC right now, right, Phil?
1: Yes. Okay. Yep. Real quick here, just so you have it. <clears throat> ESPN.com.
0: I believe they uh, got up to 35% playoff odds after the win, and I'm sure oh. that number will be skewed one way or another after Sunday's matchups.
1: Yeah, so they're they're eighth right now. They have a tiebreaker over the Eagles. It's like the third tiebreaker. It's a win percentage in common games because they both have the same conference record. But yeah. between the six, so Washington's in the sixth seed. They play Dallas, and then San Francisco's in the seventh seed. They're both six and six. So you have two six and six teams. And then from the eight seed all the way down to the twelve seed, all of those teams have seven losses. Some of them are six and seven. Some of them are not played, wow. so they're five and seven. But then you also have you got the Bears at four and eight. I don't think they're gonna do damage, but you know, the Seahawks are four and eight, just beat San Francisco. They could rattle off a few wins if Russell Wilson gets hot and his hand feels good. So there's yep. like the Vikings are fighting with like six or seven teams minimum for those two wildcard playoff spots. So we'll see. One more month. I'm sure Judd will be very joyous throughout this last month.
2: Oh, yeah. Four games left now. Yeah. 17-game season.
1: Yeah. (laughs) All right, boys. That's uh, Purple Daily here, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. It's quite simple. We're going to let Judd take a nap here soon. So, All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow on Purple Daily. At the Home Depot, we have the tools for you to
2: give the gift of a smarter home with savings on top brands like the Google Hub